I would like to give thanks to the ancestors, known and unknown, those who have paved the way for us to survive this moment of time and to have a reference point to use as a blueprint to deal with these hellish times we are living in. I would also like to give honor and reverence to the woman of the universe for your superior work, for bringing forth the spiritual information through the triple stage of darkness of your womb and giving birth to God. We would like to give reverence to the universe and praises to the indigenous. My name is Raheem Shabazz and this is Necessary Blackness Podcast. Necessary Blackness Podcast, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. with award-winning journalist and filmmaker Raheem Shabazz. This podcast is only for those who are unapologetic because the mind of the conscious man or woman recognizes no monopoly on truth. Truth is relative and always to be sought. Yo, check out the award-winning docuseries Elementary Genocide. This docuseries provides a critical expose of mass incarceration, the war on drugs, and the connection between slavery, capitalism, and the prison industrial complex. This docuseries features Dr. Umar Johnson, Dr. Boyce Watkins, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, Killer Mike, David Banner, Professor James Small, Kaba Kamene, and so many other people. Check out Elementary Genocide, the School to Prison Pipeline, Elementary Genocide 2, the Board of Education versus the Board of Incarceration, and the latest installment. Elementary Genocide 3, The Academic Holocaust. It's all available now at elementarygenocide.com. Tune in for the drop. I am Dr. Kira Taylor, and when I'm tired of listening to fake news, I will listen to some real news, and I will check into the Necessary Blackness podcast with my friend Raheem Shabazz. Raheem Shabazz is one of my guys from way back, and you're now listening to his show, Necessary Blackness Podcast. Stay tuned. This is Akua of Cultivated Roots Media, and I choose to tune in to Necessary Blackness because staying connected to my blackness is very necessary. Yo, that's what I'm talking about, man. You'll hear it here first. <laughs> now our feature presentation. Peace and Black Power family. This is your host, Raheem Shabazz, and we are here. For another episode of Necessary Blackness Podcast. And today, family, we're going to talk about the situation that's surrounding Bill Cosby and the guilty verdict that has been rendered. And I'm going to call this particular podcast, America's Favorite Dad is Now America's Rapist. I take that title... America's Favorite Dad, because that is the honorary title that the media gave to Bill Cosby during his rise on the Cosby Show. And when he was accused, this was before he was actually convicted, but when he was accused, the New York Daily News ran a cover story that called him America's Rapist. Now, let me give y'all my disclaimer and go on record and say that I understand the pain, the hurt, the frustration from women that have been 
victims of sexual assault and rape. But this verdict is about dismantling Cosby's legacy. They knew Bill Cosby was a rapist 30 years ago. We know that. But what they do, and that when I say they, I'm talking about the open enemy. They hold that ace. It's the ace in the hole. That card, they hold that card and then they play it at the right time. See, everything is done with precise timing. So they knew that Mr. Cosby, Bill Cosby, was a rapist. But now they want to destroy his legacy. They want to bring down another successful black man. And that's what racism and white supremacy do. See, your legacy is not about the material possessions you leave after you transition or your name that you leave your family. Your legacy is about what you stood for in life. What was your commitment and whether you stood on the right side of history. Now, we know that Bill Cosby, through his work, has been the biggest donor of HBCUs. We know that Different World changed the directory of black enrollment in historical black colleges. And he put his money where his mouth is. So there's a legacy that is going to be destroyed behind this verdict. And I've been on social media and I've been seeing the back and forth. Individuals feel like, well, if Bill Cosby is convicted of rape, what about Harvey Weinstein and the other white males that has been accused? Nothing is happening to them. Why all of a sudden, Bill, and bringing charges from 30 years ago when you have individuals that have charges within the last five to seven years that still fall within the statute of limitation and not outside the statute of limitation. So we have to look at the bigger picture. So you have those. Then you have females that know family members that have been victims of sexual assault and rape and that they themselves have been victims. They don't see it as a black and white thing. They see it as him being a rapist. He needs to be in jail. To hell with Harvey Weinstein. If he get convicted, he get convicted. And they understand that justice for white male is not going to happen. He's not going to be convicted. He's not even going to be brought in front of the court of the law. We understand that. But you also have to understand that it's this man's legacy they after. One of my friends on Facebook, his name is Dave Anderson, and he posted something that a lot of people laughed at, and it was funny. But if you really look at what he was saying, it's 100% true. And he said, if Bill Cosby was R. Kelly, he'd be out right now eating pudding pops. Why they didn't go after R. Kelly? There have been accusations after accusations. There has been videotape. Although he did uh, beat a case, he settled out of court. But there's so much mountain evidence against this individual why Bill Cosby 
and not R. Kelly. I'll tell you why. Bill Cosby has a bigger legacy. Bill Cosby has more money. Bill Cosby's alleged sexual assault was mostly white women. R. Kelly is young, teenage, black women. So there's a difference between an R. Kelly and a Bill Cosby. There's a difference between a Bill Cosby and a Harvey Weinstein. Bill Cosby is the new OJ. There is a racial divide as well as a gender divide surrounding this particular verdict. The Cosby verdict is warfare by legal means. And we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, I'm going to define what these legal means are, what is going to be the end result as I see it, and the overall situation surrounding Bill Cosby. What does it mean for black America? This is Raheem Shabazz. You are listening to Necessary Blackness Podcast. Make sure you stay tuned. We'll be right back. Necessary Blackness Podcast is independently owned, and we do not accept sponsorship dollars from corporations. We are supported by the people such as yourself who know that in war, the first casualty is the truth. We are at war with racism and white supremacy. We must continue to tell the truth. Support us by purchasing your Necessary Blackness t-shirt by sending an email to NecessaryBlacknessPodcast at gmail.com. Elementary Genocide provides a critical expose of mass incarceration, the war on drugs, and the connection between slavery, capitalism, and the prison industrial complex. Visit our website at www.elementarygenocide.com. Now available, Elementary Genocide, the school to prison pipeline. Elementary Genocide 2, the Board of Education versus the Board of Incarceration. And the newest release, Elementary Genocide 3, Academic Holocaust. Log on today to purchase your very own three-set docu-series. Persons interested in broadcasting a commercial can reach us via email at necessaryblacknesspodcast at gmail.com. Necessary Blackness is distributed on all major podcast platforms. iTunes, Stitcher, iHeart, SoundCloud, Podomatic, and Google Play. We'll also promote your business and product across our various social media networks, reaching over 100,000 people daily. Hey, what's going on, man? It's Arthur Emma Henry here. Whenever I want to get the latest on politics, social life issues facing our black community, I tune in to Necessary Blackness with Raheem Shabazz. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back from our commercial break. And before we went to commercial break, I spoke about how the Cosby verdict is warfare by legal means. And let me explain that to you, family. When you look at the way the charges was brought and how they had over 60 women saying that this man raped him, you knew right then and there the fix was in. This wasn't a time period and a progression of time, just all out of once, within days of the first accusation, the second accusation. It, it just kept coming, and it seemed like it wasn't going to stop. The only one I think that beat him with... Uh, accusations of sexual harassment was Harvey Weinstein. So we knew earlier on, just from the onslaught, looking at it 
for what it is and not what it presents itself to be that the fix was in. We also have to look at the trial. Now, this should have been a bigger trial. This should have been on the same level as the OJ trial, where America was fixated with this trial and everybody was watching it on TV. That didn't happen. So what you have is people posting little bits and pieces of what they're hearing. And basically what they're hearing is coming from mainstream media. What a lot of people don't know that there was a lot of judicial misconduct on behalf of the judge and the prosecutor. Did you know, family, that one of the jurors said, we all know Bill Cosby is guilty. Let's just get this over with. Right then and there, he should have been taken off the jury. They allowed him to stay on that jury. So that is one judicial misconduct. The witness continuously changing their testimony. The witness admitting in open court under oath that she lied in her previous testimony. So Bill Cosby's convicted. But he definitely has a strong appeal. Now, as far as the end result, I believe that Bill Cosby is going to go to jail. They're going to give him a sentence of 10 years. Bill Cosby is probably going to remain free for a minute while he exhausts his legal remedies and his appeal process. But they're going to take him into custody. They're going to show him behind bars. And this is going to fuel the movement from the feminists, white feminists, that can use this as the poster child. Because that's what he is. He's the poster child of black men being rapists. So they're going to make sure... He served some time in jail. But like I said, he has a strong appeal. Whether he will receive justice and have this egregious sentence overturned, I don't have no faith in that because I don't have no faith in the American justice system. Now, let's talk about black America and where we stand with this verdict. Because black America is upset with Bill. Bill is not off the hook. He made several comments that was demeaning to the black community. A lot of people felt as an elder, he had a right to chastise the youth. That he did a lot for the black community in terms of financial support. And he just wanted to see us do better. There's a lot of black leaders that want to see us do better. There's a lot of black leaders that give their financial support. But it ain't what you say, it's how you say it. And what he was saying to black America, specifically black youth, was not in a way to lift them up. And what he failed to mention is the overall behavior from black youth stems from racism and white supremacy. 
it stems from being marginalized, existing in this racist society. He never put the blame where it should be. Now, there definitely needs to be accountability on behalf of black youth. We understand that. We know that. They need to be held accountable for their behavior. But however, this is not going to happen overnight. The residue from slavery is passed down to seven generations. We're not seven generations removed from slavery. We're just a little over 50 years, if that, that we've been given the right to vote. So let's don't act like we got to get this together overnight. It's going to take time, family. And to give a message like that and in that manner was very disheartening. For those that haven't heard his pound cake speech, I'm going to play it. And I want you to be mindful that this pound cake speech, it didn't help Cosby with black people. And his words weaponized white folks to say that we are illiterate, to say that we are criminals, and that we are lowly people. You got to understand, this is a prominent black figure speaking to black youth and speaking in a way that was very, very disrespectful. It wasn't uplifting. In the end, there, 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 there was no call to action. And they use that because they can repeat everything he say and say, hey, I'm not saying this. This is Bill Cosby. He's saying this. This is America's favorite dad. So let's, let's check out that pound cake speech so that you can draw your own conclusion and don't take what I say on face value. People getting shot in the back of the head over a piece of pound cake. And then we all run out and we're outraged. Oh, the cops shouldn't have shot him. The hell was he doing with the pound cake in his hand? Brown versus the Board of Education is no longer the white person's problem. We've got to take the neighborhood back. We've got to go in there. Just It's right around the corner. It's standing on the corner. It can't speak English. It doesn't want to speak English. It's I can't even talk the way these people talk. Why you ain't where you is, go wild there. I don't know who these people are. And, and, and I blamed the kid until I heard the mother talk. And then I heard the father talk. This is all in the house. That was Bill Cosby, and that was his speech that he titled Pound Cake. And that is the speech that many people have been talking about. This is the speech where Bill Cosby essentially turned his back on black folks. This was not the Bill Cosby from 1968. If you go right now to YouTube and you Google CBS News Special, Black History Lost, Stolen, or Strayed, 
there's a documentary and Bill is in there dropping a lot of heavy science and he's calling out racism, white supremacy, and he talks about the origin of slavery and how it held us back as a people and that it's an institutionalized structure that is global and the implications of slavery and how it would have on us. And he also visited a classroom and showed the effects of what the educational process is doing to black children and what the educational process looked like for white children. Very good documentary. I want y'all to definitely check that out. Now, let me get back to what I was talking about um, as far as Bill Cosby. To his credit, Cosby launched an initiative, and this was in 2007. And this initiative was to help formerly incarcerated individuals re-enter society. It helped hundreds of individuals in New York, Philly, Delaware, and Washington, D.C. So we can't deny the good that Bill Cosby did, but we also have to address the elephant in the room, which is the rape charge. And I understand when people say, so what, he did stuff good. Look what he did. The bad stuff overrides it. And I partially agree with that. I understand that perfectly, how the atrocities that he committed, the violation of women is horrific, and it's definitely going to tarnish his legacy. Because we can't look at the good and not the bad. That's almost like saying, well, Thomas Jefferson and... George Washington was considered the founding fathers and they was America's heroes. And we also know these two founding fathers held slaves, raped black women. So we don't negate the fact that Bill Cosby have done some good, but he definitely left a stain on his legacy. At the same time, once again, this was a clearly orchestrated plan um, to take this man down, I'm not going to believe for one minute that they didn't know about his behavior, that he was a sexual deviant, and that he was putting quaaludes and drinks and raping these women. Now, do I believe that all the victims, the alleged victims that was plastered over the TV screen are alleged rape victims? I'm not inclined to believe that. So that's my thoughts on the Bill Cosby situation. I would like to hear your thoughts as well. Make sure you email us at necessaryblacknesspodcast at gmail. Also, make sure you follow me on social media. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I am on Twitter. And it's at Raheem Shabazz. Also, be sure to get your exclusive Necessary Blackness Podcast t-shirt. Send us an email at necessaryblacknesspodcast at gmail with your size and your order. And I'll see you next week, each and every Wednesday at 6 p.m. right here on Necessary Blackness Podcast. Peace.
This is Shalee. When I'm not in the gym, I'm checking my son out on his podcast each and every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Make sure you check out Raheem Shabazz. Yeah, this is Professor Ed Garns, founder of the wonderful From Afros to Shell Toes and Sweet Tea Ethics. When I am not spreading liberation theology throughout my classrooms as an African-centered therapist, I am chilling with my homie, Raheem Shabazz, on a necessary Blackness Podcast. It's essential. Yo, that's what I'm talking about, man. You'll hear it here first. <laughs>